All this feels fine, you know. I'm going to eat it all. So, like I said, for anyone who doesn't know me, my name is Joe. Um, I'm employed by a company called Dylan Bass, which is uh, essentially part of a bigger company called Part of uh, Irish Distillers, Part of Recard. And we're uh, the biggest producers and brand owners of, of Irish whiskey. So, just to name you some of our brands um, Jemison, Pars, Spots, Method Madness, Middleton Very Rare, and a big, big portfolio of Irish whiskies. And I manage and act as an ambassador for a lot of these brands. So I, I, I work a lot with Prestige brands. So my official title is Prestige Irish Whiskey Developer. So really, kind of like your Middleton, your Red Rest, your Method Madness, etc. And then some of your high-end, more premium bars. So uh, my job is to go about the place and do things like this. And talk about whiskey. It is a real job, believe it or not. Um, I do get paid to do this. Uh, but essentially just trying to educate people on, on Irish Whiskey, talking through our brands. and just encourage more and people to, to get into it. Um, so, all the whiskies that you're going to be tasting and all the whiskies that I recommend are from Middleton Distillery. So that's the name of our distillery. And um, a lot of these brands, so for example, Pars and Jemison would have began their lives in Dublin. So you might see references to Dublin on the little packaging and all labels. Um, but what happened was in the 1960s, Irish whiskey was in a very, very bad position, uh, to be honest. And um, it came very, very close to disappearing altogether. So what happened was three competitors, which would have been John Parr and Son, uh, John Jemison and Son, and Cork Distillery's company, Paddy Whiskey. Um, decided that uh, it was safer to join up together and in 1966 they formed Irish Distillers and they closed down their Dublin distilleries and moved production into a brand new, much more modern purpose-built facility in Cork. So that's where we make our whiskies uh, since. So we don't, we don't make whiskey in Dublin anymore, we do actually mature a little bit um, in Bow Street in, in, in Dublin, um, but all, the rest of our whiskies are all, all distilled in Cork, in Middleton Distillery. And the distillery is named after the town of Middleton. And it's a population of roughly about 30,000 people, quite a small town, uh, and then there's just this massive distillery middle of it that makes a massive point of Irish whiskey. Um, anybody ever been to the distillery? I know some of you probably have. Yeah. You guys will. Um, if you haven't been, I would always recommend anybody to get down there. Um, even if you don't like whiskey, which I guess you obviously do, or you wouldn't be here, um, it's just a really amazing experience if you want to go there for, you know, to, you know, for, the, for the tour and just, just to see the place. Um, we actually are investing significantly in, in, the, in the tour experience, so hopefully it's only going to get better over the next few years. Um, but it is the largest distillery in Ireland, um, and it's about 10 minutes east of Cork City. So, you know, it is a bit of a drive, it's probably about five hours, five and a half hours, um, but absolutely worth it. So down at Middleton we make a number of different styles of whiskey. The one that I'm going to talk about the most is single pot still, because it's pretty much, you know, going to be in the DNA of all of these whiskies. I will touch on some of the other ones, um, but single pot still is kind of what we're known for. Um, for a long time, we were the only people still producing single pot still. Um, that isn't the case anymore. We now have an explosion, obviously, as some of you know, of new distilleries on the island. We're um, around over 40 distilleries at the moment, and a lot of them are actually starting to recreate pot still or make their own pot still. So we're starting to see a bit of a resurgence of this style. Um, and we're starting to see a lot of styles and mash bills that you know, haven't really been seen in Ireland for well over 100 years. So I think we're, we're at the cusp of a much more interesting period for Irish whiskey. Um, but single pot still is kind of what we're known for at Middleton. So it's, it's completely unique to Ireland. No other country in the world makes single pot still Irish whiskey. It's uh, a geographical indication that was protected. So you know, you can't have some guys in America making single pot still Irish whiskey. I'm sure some of you have probably seen there's been an online debate over the last week or so. It's getting pretty heavy about um, a distillery I will not name that was using some um, Irish language to describe the whiskey. So it is protected. You, know, you, can't, you can't go out and make single pot still Irish whiskey. It's, it's reserved for, for us in Ireland. Same way champagne comes from champagne. 
or um, cumber potatoes, something cumber, exact same idea, has to be, has to be from Ireland. Um, so the main cereal for us to actually make our whiskey, and before I tell you about Tickle Pot still, actually, sorry, let me tell you what whiskey is, in case some of you don't know. Um, whiskey is just a distilled spirit made from cereal. So wheat, barley, rye, maize, oats, those are the types of cereals we're going to use. Um, it's ground up, soaked in water, fermented in a new type of beer, that beer is then distilled in a new spirit, that spirit is then aged in a barrel, and X amount of years later you have your whiskey. Now the reason that you know our whiskey tastes different to the whiskey made on the north coast, or Scotland, or America, or Japan, is you have a lot of different variables you can control, so you can use different types of cereal, you can use different types of still, uh, stills, you can use different types of barrels, you can age for different lengths of time. This is what gives you this big, big kind of plethora of different flavors, um, and that's why all of our whiskey tastes quite different. So for us, the main cereal that we use is barley, and you probably can't see, um, that's what it looks like, it's probably the most boring part of the taste, it's literally just the seeds. Um, but this is what we use to make our whiskey. Um, it is not coriander, it's a jar, but it um, But this is mostly what Irish and Scottish distilleries will actually use to make their whiskey. Um, the reason we use it in Ireland, or the reason that we, we originally started using it, was because it grows here. Uh, it's always grown really, really well in the Irish climate. Today, being a bit of an exception, um, how would you describe weather in Ireland? <laughs> Usually it's either wet or crap, um, but yeah, both depend on what mood you're in. Um, yeah, it, it's wet a significant amount of the year. Um, and it never gets too hot, never gets too cold for the moment, um, which is pretty much perfect for growing body. So that's the reason, um, you know, historically we would have used it. Uh, the other reason that it's used is, it is honestly just one of the best cereals for making whiskey. Uh, really, really resistant to bacteria, pretty easy to grow, really high starch content. Um, it's pretty much perfect for making whiskey. So that's the reason that we use it. So one of the reasons Ireland and Scotland are so good for making whiskey is because the weather's pretty crap most of the time. Um, this is malted barley. So what happens is all the barley is grown, it's then harvested and it's sent to a malting company. They put it through a simple three-step process. It's soaked in water, it's allowed to germinate or grow, so it actually sprouts, and then it's just dried. So we use hot dry air. Um, so if you're a fan of peated whiskey, and you what they'll do typically in some places in Scotland, they'll burn peat or perf from the smoke will dry barley and give it that kind of all that smoky flavor. Um, don't worry if you don't like that. You know, you're not going to find any of these flavors in these whiskies. Um, it's not something that we do in Middleton. And it is fun occasionally in Ireland. There's, you're starting to see new distillers are using uh, peat, and there's at least one man in the room who's giving me some peated samples. Most of them. But yeah, there, there is going to be more and more peated whiskies. Um, but it's not something typically done in Middleton. So we're not interested in smoky flavors. We're more kind of like sweet, spicy, floral, aromatic flavors. Um, absolutely nothing wrong with peated whiskey. Anyone who knows me well will know I actually quite love peated whiskey, but it's typically not, not really what we're doing for. So once the malting process is finished, this is what we end up with. So this is just your malted barley. And um, if I was to take this and make a whiskey, what I would have is a malt whiskey. And um, now we're not really known for malt whiskey in Middleton, we're more known for our single pot still. So we actually combine malted and non-malted barley together. And this is what makes it unique. So the combination of malted barley that's been put through that three-step process then on malted barley. So just completely green barley, hasn't been processed at all. And the reason that we do this is because it actually changes the flavor and the texture of whiskey. So single pot still whiskey is really characterized by being very rich and creamy and a little bit spicy. So when I say spicy, sometimes you mean like a, a freshly cracked black pepper, which has some cooking spice, and you're definitely going to find those flavors, particularly in the likes of the, the pars here, and especially even the likes of these red breasts, you're going to get that really rich creaminess and kind of intensely spicy character as well. And um, so that's the reason we do it. We just really like the flavor profile of whiskey. So what happens is we mix our malted and non-malted barley together, grind it all up, 
and soak it in water and ferment it. We add yeast and ferment it. So essentially what we're doing right now is we're brewing a beer. And we add in the yeast. Yeast uh, is a living organism. So it eats all the sugar. And as it eats it, it produces carbon dioxide and alcohol. So that's fermentation. Fermentation is responsible for the best things we have in life, like whiskey, wine, beer, cheese, meat, bread. Fermentation class. Um, but essentially what happens then is, is the yeast uh, eats the sugar, produces the alcohol, and produces carbon dioxide as well. We don't need that, so we just siphon it off. And what we're left with is a beer. Now, the distillery will call it wash, but it is essentially a beer. Our pot still comes out roughly about 8 to 10% ABV, and it's quite strong. Obviously, not strong enough, we have to be called whiskey. So, the next, set, next stage is we actually distill. And uh, no surprises, the type of still we use to make simple pots of whiskey is called a pot still. So, that's where the term comes from. Um, the pot stills that we have in Middleton are the biggest working pot stills in the world. And um, if you ever get a chance to see them, um, they, it is pretty breathtaking. They're huge, roughly about 80,000 meters capacity. You know, at least three or four times the height of this building. Um, and the reason they're so big is because we make a lot of whiskey. I don't know if anyone read recently, but we, we hit the 10 million case mark on Jamison. Um, so we needed a lot of uh, supply to, to meet that demand, essentially. Um, so that's why we have some big stills, that's why we have multiple of them. Um, so distillation is, is actually pretty simple. It's just separating the water and the alcohol. Water boils at 100 degrees, alcohol is about 78 degrees. So what you want to do is heat up your wash, and allow the alcohol to evaporate, capture it, and recondense back into your liquid, and then repeat the process. And that's essentially distillation. So the more you repeat it, uh, the higher the alcohol you get. And, and for us at Middleton, um, almost all of our whiskey is triple distilled. A few exceptions, uh, but almost all of it will be triple distilled. So we put it through one distillation, we then repeat the process, and we repeat it again. And typically, at the moment, most Irish whiskey is triple distilled. Um, there are exceptions. You can get double distilled Irish whiskey, and you get triple distilled Scottish whiskey, so there's no rules about it. But as a rule of thumb, generally at the moment, most Irish will be triple distilled. So if you ever see triple distilled on a bottle and wonder what it meant, three different distillations. It does mean we do get a quite a strong spirit at the end. And this is what it looks like. Um, anybody can ever tell me where the word whiskey comes from? Yeah. I'd be very surprised if nobody in this room can answer that question for me. So literally, uh, this is what the Irish and Scottish monks were called um, the remake spirit, what came off the stills. Uh, water of life. This is what it looks like. It does look like water. I assure you it absolutely is not water. It's about 84.4% alcohol. Um, this is uh, LPM. So we have different distillates for different whiskeys. So for example, um, Jameson uses a different distillate, which is a bit lighter, a bit more floral. This is maybe a bit, a bit more intense, but more full-bodied. Um, and it's down to our master distiller control process and decide what distillates are going to each whiskey. So for example, you know, when you're tasting the cars, when you're tasting the Middleton, when you're tasting the Redbreast, these do not all start off necessarily as the same. And we're, we're going to make whiskey, essentially. So the next step is to put this into a barrel. And before we do that, uh, before we do that, we actually do reduce the alcohol. And um, so if I was to put 84% of the alcohol, it actually damages the wood and makes the whiskey taste bad. Um, it's called cast burn, so we, we water it down to stop that from happening, and also to minimize the angel share. So the angel share is just the amount of liquid that we lose through evaporation, um, and it's quite a lot. Um, it's roughly about 2% for us out of each cask in a year. Uh, so 2% out of each cask, and um, it doesn't really sound like much until you add it all up and consider how long we mature the whiskey. Um, some of you will know the answer to this, so don't spoil it if you do. Does anybody want to have a guess of how many bottles we lose in a day, in one day, and then through the angel share? Too many, yeah. A lot. A lot, yeah. A lot. Uh, it's, it's about 40,000, roughly. At the moment, now that's 
that was the answer six months ago. I'd say it could be more than that now. The guys will be up on production of it, and it's going to be more than that moving forward. And um, roughly forty thousand bottles a day are lost to the initial share. And um, so they're very, very so happy. That's important. Yeah. <laughs> you go down there and you wonder they all sound funny, and they're in such a good mood, like it's just, like, just the whiskey in the air. Um, yeah, and there's nothing really we can do to stop it, unfortunately. Um, there's been all kinds of experiments to try and prevent it, but the angels will always get, get their share. The best we can do is minimize it. And I should mention as well is that, you know, that's, that's the Irish climate, so 2% is not too bad. Um, if you have a hotter climate, you're going to lose more than 2%. So you go to like Louisiana, Kentucky, etc., they're, they're going to lose more. Um, Caribbean, they're losing a lot more than 2%. So again, um, crap weather is great for making whiskey. So what we're going to do is we're going to reduce it down to roughly about 65% and then put it into the cask. Now the main cask for us to use at Middleton is an American ex-bourbon barrel. And this is half the stave from a bourbon barrel, so uh, you can picture it kind of coming up in my waist. You probably walk past them in bars all the time. Um, but bourbon is just a type of whiskey made in America. And like Irish whiskey, there are certain rules about how you make it. So the one that's relevant to us is they, they build their casks out of white oak, Berkusalva. And they then char the inside of it completely black. You can see they put a flame in there and char it. And the reason they're charred is this is just a really dense wood, very, very dense, really, really tight grain structure. And if you don't char it, you just don't get flavor. You don't get as much flavor. So by charring it, what we do is just open up the wood, open up the pores in the wood slightly, and actually caramelize the sugar. So there's just natural sugar in American oak. And when you char it, you caramelize that chunk of sugar, some of that sugar, and you get a lovely sweetness. So what they'll do in America is they'll fill the casks, char them, fill them up with their spirit, which for bourbon, which will be at least 51% corn, and you see some maize, some of barley in there as well. And they mature their whiskey, bottle it, sell it, and then that barrel cannot be used again to make bourbon. Bourbon is always produced in a brand new charred barrel. So what we, what we do now is we purchase them from the Americans. The Americans haven't worked out, you get a lot more than one use out of the barrel. So the fact that it's already been used once is actually really good for us. Because you get loads of sweetness. Like if you ever drink bourbon, I do like bourbon, and um, it tends to be a, a good bit sweeter than like Irish or Scotch whiskey. And um, the market here doesn't like as much sweetness, so they get a lot of that first contribution, which is going to give you loads, loads of that sweetness. By the time it arrives in Ireland, it's, it's kind of toned it down slightly, so it seasoned the past a bit. Um, so it arrives in Ireland, we'll then use it uh, typically three times. First time, you get a massive contribution of flavor, second time, a little bit less, and then third time, a little bit less. And that's, that's kind of after that when we're done. So whenever you're, you're going out here and you're walking walk through city centre later, you see a bourbon barrel, the barrel comes up from you out there, and um, it almost certainly has been used to make whiskey. It served its purpose, lived its life, it's then been branded up and gone to a bar. So that's it. And typically what you're going to get from bourbon is uh, honey, caramel, vanilla, really. And actually, um, the first whiskey you'll be tasting in just a moment is a first filled bourbon barrel. So you're going to really get a good example of some of these flavours. Um, that's the main cast. The second one used for us, uh, most commonly used one, is a Spanish Oloroso Sherry Buck. Anybody that knows me will know I'm a big, big fan of Sherry. Very tragically underappreciated style of wine. Everybody thinks it's just, you know, that blue bottle that comes out once a year. The whole world of Sherry uh, is unexplored. Um, but what happens is, uh, I'll tell you what Sherry is. Sherry is a fortified wine from the south of Spain. So, Jerez de la Frontera, Puerto de Santa Maria, and Santa Lugar de Barameda make up a wine triangle. So, three towns, and inside the Sherry Triangle is where all sherry has to be produced. The same way that single pastel Irish comes from Ireland, sherry has to be in the sherry triangle protected. And um, so there's lots of different styles. Um, the most common one is your Fino, which is like your Tio Pepe's, your really, really dry white cherries. And um, you've got the likes of your Amontillados, your Olorosos. You go to the very far end of the scale, you have your Pedro Jimenez, which is like luscious and sweet. And um, for us, we use Oloroso. 
Uh, so what happens is they make the wine out of the Palomino grape in Spain. Um, they then fortify it with distilled alcohol. So they fortify it and raise the strength and uh, bring it up to close to 18-20%. That's what a fortified wine is. So Jerry, Madeira, Marsala, Malaga, Ivory Tink, another one. Fuck yeah. <laughs> so always one person says fuck um, So they fortify it, and what happens then is uh, casks are seasoned with the sherry for 12 to 18 months. So there's done specifically for us, they're filled up with this all washed sherry, left in there for 12 to 18 months, emptied out, and then the casks are then purchased and sent over to Ireland. We use them to Gerard's as well. Um, those are by far the most commonly used barrels that we, we use at Middleton. Um, there's loads of other ones. We use beer casks, red wine, um, Chestnuts, we just use Mizanaro, Japanese oak, and we have over 45 different types of wood used currently in Middleton. Um, but only three are going to be used for these whiskies. So we've got your American ex bourbon, and your Spanish color also sherry, and then we actually do have some Irish oak as well. It's Irish oak hogsheads in this Middleton. But those are the three main tasks. So what happens is it goes into the barrel, and then we just have to be very, very patient, wait as long as it takes. Um, you know, legally, three years is the minimum. You're going to be tasting whiskies a lot older than that. So you know, we're going to be starting with a 14, we're going to be finishing with a 25. So these whiskies do have quite a bit of age to them. Um, older doesn't always mean better, but in this case it definitely does, because these whiskies ah. are all class. Um, ah. And there is a certain level of complexity that comes with these. Um, so I'm really, really keen to see what you think. Um, that's essentially it. The only other thing that might happen is uh, we'll reduce the ABV again before we bottle it. So for example, this one here is bottled at 46%. And typically we would find, like our, our Premiums, you know, like some of our single casks, your red rest, 15s, 21s, yellow spots, etc. Well, typically bottles are 46 because generally the people that drink them want that extra little bit of alcohol. It gives a bit more weight to the spirit, carries a little bit more flavor, arguably. Um, or in some cases, we don't reduce it at all. We bottle it at cask strength. So we are going to taste some cask strength whiskey. If you've never had cask strength whiskey before, um, obviously it will have a bit of a kick to it. The thing is, don't take a big sip and immediately swallow it because that you really want to chew it, let it sit in your palate for a few minutes. So guys, um, that being said, that's essentially uh, a very quick whistle-stop tour of how we make whiskey. Like I said, I always say in advance, apologies, you have to listen to me talk a bit, but I think now when we go taste these whiskeys, if you didn't know that story, you maybe understand the process a little bit more. So guys, um, thank you for all coming down. Um, one of the things I wanted to mention tonight is, as well as doing this event, um, we've actually completely relaunched Whiskey Club. So Whiskey Club is our, our platform, so it's a bit of a shared community for people who love Irish whiskey, people who love our brands. And um, we rebuilt the website recently, so it's been about six months in the making. And um, please check it out, whiskeyclub.com. We also rebranded it on social media, so we have a new look and feel. And um, Facebook uh, flagged us for a violation, and deleted our Instagram page, and uh, something like two thousand followers. And um, we've had three consultations, and they've all admitted that no no fault was committed, but we just can't get the page back up. So we've had to make a new page, it's Whiskey Club NI Understash. If you're not already following us, please go on there, give us follows, share our posts. And um, we're still uh, committed to doing monthly events, monthly giveaways, monthly competitions. And um, I've got a calendar of stuff happening over the next six months. So the best way to hear about it is, is to sign up for the newsletter and follow us on social media. So again, thank you guys, um, and thank you to everybody from Friend Hand 11. So Marty, this is Korean style chicken sandwich with coleslaw. Are Julian you envious? I think you are. Catch you.